0: Welcome back to episode four of the Zach Scott Show. I'm joined alongside today by St. Leo second baseman, Zach Crawford from Tampa, Florida. And I had the privilege and the honor of being able to coach Zach back at JW Mitchell High School up there in Trinity, Florida, when I took a semester of online classes after my first semester of college and being able to coach him. It was such a fun experience being able to see a freshman through senior year uh, type of talent unfold, and I was able to be a part of that process. Only again for one semester, his freshman season, but remaining close friends and moving forward in life. Now I have him back in the studio, and he's got a big decision to make this off season, looking to transfer. He is in the portal now, so we'll have a lot to talk about on today's episode between you know early baseball life and motives and where his heads at with the transfer portal and how all this NIL stuff is working throughout college now. So. Join alongside, again, Zach Crawford. Zach, how are we doing today?
1: Good today. How are you?
0: I'm good. Are you excited to get going?
1: Oh, I'm stoked.
0: So we're going to get straight into the episode now. Cue the intro music. Let's get it going. You know, Florida is such a huge state as far as sports go. It's baseball, football, basketball. So you can play all sports year-round. So when we think about early baseball life, it's really thinking about the motives that drove you to want to play that sport. So I guess really just run me through what, what was the early life like as far as sports
1: went. So when I was younger, uh, I always played uh, football. I actually played football first, and then I went into um, pony ball. So it's a little it's a step up from little league, basically. So in little league, you can't lead off bases. You got to use skinny barrels. So here we we got to lead off bases and we got big barrels. So, I mean that way I felt a bit more developed a little bit actually. Um, then I went into travel ball. So also with my football career, I got two concussions because I was playing quarterback. And I from there I was just like no no shot like I don't I don't know how much I could take this beating. So from there I, I finally found my decision that I liked baseball and I I liked it enough to uh, keep going. And so from there I just. I kept playing baseball. I mean, um, going out with my dad to the field. Yeah. It was just, it was just fun. I, I hung out with the guys. I went to school with all of them. So it, it was cool. Um, going into there, I mean, it was, it was a hard decision giving up football, to be honest. Cause like I had fun. I played QB. I mean, everyone's, you dreaming. were the guy. Yeah. Quarterback. You're the guy. Everyone, everyone wants to be the QB, but, um, to give it up, I mean, it's probably for the best.
0: Yeah, absolutely. and, and, Going in forward, now looking back, you realize that's probably the right decision for you. I mean, look at the level you're at now.
1: 100%, yeah. Yeah,
0: 100% looking back. So I guess now we move into eighth grade year. Let's go there because I came in, again, Zach's freshman year of high school when he was making that transition from mainly travel ball to now more, not more competitive baseball, but A level of baseball, especially in Florida, that is taken very seriously. High school baseball, one of the most competitive sports down here in Florida, the state tournament, hosted here in Fort Myers every year. And that was the goal of JW Mitchell High School, one of the best baseball schools in the state, top to bottom for the past, I'd say, 10, 15 years probably, and continuing to do so, producing some of the best athletes I've seen. And Zach came in, and being a part of that coaching room, it was so fun. Because you have freshmen coming in and a team, when I came in, it was a team full of youth, but not super developed youth. So seeing a lot of the freshmen come in with these raw talents, Zach had one of the smoothest hands and hands through the zone, getting the bat to the ball. He just did a great job of hitting opposite field. And it was really between him and a few other second basemen, as far as where we thought we were going to go. And not to take too much credit, but it was fun being able to say, I think that this guy this young man is the answer, and Zach was. All freshman year stepped up and made huge plays out there at second base. And the hands you, you would see when you watch film would show you shortstop, but it really is – he uses that shortstop mentality at second base, almost making it like another version. He owns that side of the field, and again, with that bat, able to hit the other side. So we're in freshman year now, and when you got that call to be on varsity, what was that feeling like, and what did you know you had to do coming onto a state contending team?
1: So going actually, let's go back a little bit. So going into going into freshman year, obviously, I got the nerves. Um, I was really I was I wasn't built. Um, I knew I had to grow. I knew I had to put on weight. Had to go get some muscle. So that was my my part where I was like, dang, I don't I don't know if this is if this is gonna be the year I get on varsity. So I was kind of cool. So going into freshman year, we the fall season. So I was on JV to start the fall, and then two, I believe the varsity team had two tournaments, and they called me up for the third one. I didn't play the first game, and, like, that that was fine. I was just like, oh, like, this is great being on varsity my first year. Like, that's cool. So fall th-
0: ball was around November time, though. Correct, right? like, yeah. So when I showed up to that first practice, yeah. i like a scout. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you remember that? Yeah, showed we, up
0: with a windbreaker on yeah, and everything.
1: Yeah, one of our players died. Uh, he was a scout and we, cause we weren't, we were not allowed to be on the field. Yeah. And we thought you were a scout trying to like, tell oh. us to, tell us to go. <laughs> no, when really. I was just walking up there with all my baseball gear
0: on trying to look like I was able to fit in as far as a coaching staff would go, but sorry. Anyway, back to fall ball. So, yeah.
1: So, so ball. um, so yeah, so we're playing at the university of Tampa and I, I get in, I pinch hit for like the nine old hitter and I get a bunt down and, I, like, I get out, I'm like, oh, okay, like, whatever, like, I'm a t- I'll am be a team player, and the next game, I, like, I pull up the next day, and I'm like, dang, I'm in the lineup, I'm bad second, and I didn't realize that the coach loves small ball, so having that small ball ability, able to run a little bit, it just got, it got me into the lineup, and I was like, dang, like, my whole life, you were supposed to be able to hit, and the game, the, here, it's, it, you're you're playing the small ball, so... Getting in the small ball and obviously having defensive skills, like you don't always need that plus plus bat. So going into my freshman year, I, I made the varsity team in the spring. And so I batted last. I played second. And from there, again, like I was not like, oh my gosh, I should be batting first or I should be playing shortstop. I, I was grateful. I was a team player when coach gave me the bun sign, I put it down. So whatever coach needed me to do, like, that's what I did. And I feel like being behind those guys, I mean, I had uh, Jackson Miller, uh, Mason Miller, which goes here at FGCU, Mm -hmm. and uh, Kyle Murphy. So being behind all those guys really helped me develop and be the person I am today. Yeah,
0: again, and like you said, being behind Mason Miller, a top draft prospect here at FGCU. And Those are some of the arms that he would see in live batting practice as a freshman. So you have to make those adjustments so early. I mean, you're seeing Jackson could throw over 90 off the mound Mm -hmm. and then immediately his younger brother, who is a top 10 draft pick prospect who him and Jackson will both be on a later episode. We're getting that all sorted out. So stay tuned for a future episode of them involved. But the guys that he faced were just so dominant that you have to develop early on, especially as a freshman. And small ball, the The saying, what well, was it, HTTSR?
1: Yeah, HTTSR, hit the top step running.
0: Yeah, so it was hit the top step running. And basically what that means is Coach Chittum was the head coach of JW, JW Mitchell where Zach played ball at before going to St. Leo. But he really, really – implemented the fact of I don't care how far you can hit the ball I need to see that you can run the bases properly and get the bunt down hit and runs he wants to execute the game the way it's supposed to be played and the extracurriculars can come after these guys if you hit a home run pimping it was not allowed you couldn't have your hair longer than your ears there were certain this was run like a military boot camp and I remember being out there like good lord if I went to high school here all 4 years the type of ball player I would be Shoot, I don't know where I'd be in today's game, but shoot, good Lord, he grew up with some good coaching. So yeah, I mean, so now you, even in freshman year, I saw you play and it was awesome to see the player you developed into. I remember so many key moments throughout that season that you did get the bunt down. I remember being the first base coach and almost felt like every time I was able to say hey to you down there at first base. And on top of that, Watching you make plays out there was awesome. And I think you and Anderson Adler at shortstop and second really complemented each other. You both have some of the most fluid hands. And again, that point you said was such a a mature answer for a freshman in college now playing. You don't need that AA bat. You really don't need a plus-plus bat on, on that side if you're playing a great glove at second base and if you're able to do the small stuff. And so now let's continue forward with high school because after those guys, after I left, A lot of those guys left the year after um, because they were juniors at that time. So after their senior year around, you're a junior at this point. You're on a team with another top draft prospect and a good amount of other kids on the team who are good, but it wasn't what the team was. So where did that leadership role start to
1: form? So obviously sophomore year was uh, my COVID year. So when going into my junior year, uh, that's when I start to like – grow into my uh my height so I started getting a little bigger started eating more going to the gym more and that's when I actually I started batting fourth and then so what I realized is that yeah I'm batting fourth but I don't need to hit home runs my like my first few at bats I was like wow like four hole hitter like I got to start hitting the ball further and I'm just like I realized during the year I was like that's not what I need to do my goal is to get on base help the team win and do whatever I need to do so our our infield, I mean, we had one of the best infields in the county, maybe the state. So we had me at second, um, Aiden Miller, which is a top draft pick in this upcoming draft. He's at third. And then Anderson Adler, I mean, that kid, he he did yeah. not get enough looks. I mean. He... His bat was a little further developed. I
0: think – again, I said it ever since I coached him too, it was just like looking at a replica of you, just a little bit different hitting styles. If – I don't even think the bat, I think if Ando had the speed, Anderson could have played at a Division One.
1: Yeah, I, at a I Division mean, One level. And I think even
0: without it, he could have developed that at a Division One level. I think he got overlooked.
1: He he had one of the best hands I've ever seen. I mean, shout out to him because, I, I mean, I still see him every now and then. And, I mean, he still has got the hands. He he still works hard. He plays a club baseball at Florida right now. Oh, he, up at yeah, UF, yeah. Yeah, he's still grinding. So, again, like. Then we started getting the younger guys in and they, they seem like they weren't totally on board. And that's when I kind of had to step in and say like, Hey guys, like, look, like my freshman year, like I, I got the opportunity to play. Like, I know it's not always like that for guys. So just, just try to buy in, give it a, get it a, give it a few games, buy in. And I mean, this team is great. We're going to have fun. We, we go out to eat. Um, We have team lifts in the morning. Yeah, it sucks. It's in the morning, but, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. I mean, we with the guys. Days. Yeah, we're, we go to breakfast after. We go to the Christos place right there. It
0: sucks when you're doing it, but after when you're sitting at breakfast, you're like, man, we have the whole day ahead of us. Yeah. We've been hanging out with the boys, just our friends, who we plan on hanging out with probably the rest of the day. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes it fun. So exactly, I mean, again, another very mature answer is buy-in. It's the hardest thing to do, especially if you're a guy who is a platoon person somebody who will sit on the bench and, you know, fill in when needed. Not every freshman gets the opportunity to play a plug-and-play right away. So Zach being an anomaly, and capitalizing on that. But, again, just to be able to excel at this level or at that level and the position that he was in is just a great thing and getting kids to to buy in to the team that they were becoming – I mean, they continued that success further. What was the furthest you guys made it in the playoffs? How far did you make it again in your senior year? It was a pretty deep run.
1: We made it to regional semis, but that was about it. We always got stopped at. We, we couldn't pass that point. So, I mean, we we always had a deep team. I mean, unfortunately, we couldn't go any farther. Uh, my senior year, we lost to Sickles. Uh, they went to state semis. They lost. They actually won it this year. They just won last night.
0: Oh, the state uh, yeah, finals? Yeah,
1: yeah, they're a good team.
0: Yeah, so I mean a lot of a lot of good baseball up there in the Tampa area. And past that now we'll move into college Zach his senior year had a good amount of offers starting to roll in. I mean again, I only live 10 minutes from Zach if that, maybe 5. So we used to hang out a very good amount before, you know, I came down to college and and he had to go his ways to college, but still staying in touch and I just know the work that this young man puts in and especially after I left the grind that he put in he used to be such a small kid and now even seeing him for the first time in a while when he walked up to the apartment uh, in the recording studio I was like oh my gosh I mean he's taller than me now and almost the same size as far as weight goes probably just a little south of me but that could be the 15 pounds I put on through my college life so (laughs) far so but Zach just looking so dominant and how was your freshman year in that transition period of going to St. Leo I know that It's such a transition. You don't have a ton of friends up there at St. Leo. You're going into a new program. And, Mike, you said you formed brothers with J.W. Mitchell. You were a freshman Mm -hmm. start and play. And now you go to a role where you're like, I'm not used to this. I'm not playing. And what was that like going to St. Leo?
1: So where where it all started is um, my going into my senior year of uh, that summer. So when I started talking to them, uh, obviously, like I was, I mean that was a great time, but it it all started like it started uh finally kick in where like schools wanted to talk to me and I I mean like I was really grateful that I had those opportunities and I felt like uh, Saint Leo was the best fit. I mean Coach Odette he he's a great recruiter, um, great guy too. He's a very family guy. He, he's good with the boys. I mean he he hosts events at his house. So very very good guy. Um, so my senior year I had a good year. And so I transitioned into um, going into my freshman year of uh, college. And so we always start off with like individual defense, which would be like, oh, the infielders would go at this time, outfielders would go at that time. Because at that, that time, we weren't allowed to be on the field for Full a certain team practices. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had our individual work. And so from there, I felt like I was all right. But then we started going to like the inner squads. And that's where I kind of, I kind of got sped up. Mm-hmm. So... I was thinking too much i was like oh my feet should be here oh when i'm hitting my hands need to go through and i found out that that doesn't work when you're thinking too much it just doesn't work you have to simplify what you're doing and just play the game like like you always were known to play
0: and that's i mean that's the right way to look at it i think it was pete rose who you know my dad would always implement this into my mind when i would go into a slump was see the ball, hit the ball. And that's what Pete Rose said. It's as simple as that is seeing the ball and hitting the ball. And even we look at uh, a freshman at FGCU, a sophomore now out of Indian rocks beach. So played alongside Zach throughout high school, his name's Harrison Povey, had a breakout freshman uh, year down here at FGCU was a freshman, all American honor. And some of the top NCAA award finalists, just all along those lists and continuing that upward trend in the sophomore year. So it's a big transition going from playing every day in the inner squads and getting sped up. And he said that he felt the same thing that you did, where he just needed to take a step back and almost stop caring as much and just play the game. Because at the end of the day, it's a game.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So going to the caring thing. I mean, a lot of people would be like, like, why would you stop caring? It's not as much as stopping caring. It's stop caring about the results. Overthinking. Yeah, exactly. So like, Let's say you line, you hit a line drive to right field and you catch it. I mean, yeah, you're going to be a little frustrated that you're out and you're not on the base, and I, it happens. But, like, that's how you learn, oh, maybe if I wait a little longer and I get through it more, maybe I drive it over the fence. So learning from your mistakes, it, it it's all part of it. I mean, baseball is a hard game. Uh, you're supposed to get out seven out of ten times. The best hitters. And that's hitters. the best hitters. Yes, exactly. The best
0: hitters are – seven out of uh, getting hits three out of yeah, ten, 10 times yeah. getting out seven and even great hitters are still two and a half times out of yeah. 10
1: it, it's wild and it's a frustrating game but again it, it's part of that that mindset that you're gonna you're gonna get it next time like you said seaball ball. it's simple and it's something you learn like t-ball but guess what it transitions so yeah. that that that's kind of what helped me throughout the whole year um i did shirt at st leo so I I didn't get into any of the games. But we would have uh, – when we would have, like, uh, in the middle of the week, pitchers would throw to us. And, I mean, from there, like, that's that's when I started to learn. Maybe I shouldn't care as much as my result and maybe learn from those mistakes. And from there, that's when I started piecing up balls. And I found – How did
0: you feel – sorry, not sorry to cut you off, but Mm -hmm. when you say sped up, even let's look at – was there much of a difference in velocity when you got in inner squads versus high school to St. Leo?
1: So I would say uh, the difference would be the consistency. Mm-hmm. So obviously in high school you run into some guys, like you'd face Mason, he'd be 92, 93, and then you face some kid from, we'd say, like Sun Lake, 83. So it's like from there the consistency was a little off. But, like, here it, the consistency is everything's low – low 90s uh, high 80s. so with a lot of movement for the guys yeah. who are in the
0: mid to high 80s if yes, they don't yeah. have the stuff as far as velocity it means that they can spin that thing
1: oh yeah, yeah. the the spin on those pitches are, are something else compared to high school i mean that i would say that is the most like change that i've i've seen and another thing is uh, in high school like when you're down when you're up in the count as a hitter uh, like two o, you're you're expecting fastball. Oh, maybe he's just gonna groove one in. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I get in there two o. I'm I'm thinking fastball. I see it down the middle, and it's a, it spins out of the zone. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Very humbling, actually. A lot of late break, and a lot
0: of college pitchers. You'll see most of the time it's fastball, whether it's a four seam, two seam variation, and then you'll see either slider or curve. Mm-hmm. It, almost, it's so rare to see both in the same arsenal but either curveball or slider and then a changeup, whatever variation they want to throw there. So it's a lot of a three-pitch mixage. And in college, if a pitcher doesn't have one of those on, it's a lot easier to pick things out. But for a guy in Zach's standpoint, in a lot of inner squads when you're getting your reps, you're facing multiple pitchers, so it really doesn't matter if they have it on at that point or not because you're just going to see the next guy in line because they're going to continue to move that along in those practices. But in a game, he'd be able to pick that out much further. So – not playing much at St. Leo your freshman year obviously takes a little bit of a toll on you after being a four-year starter, a captain, a leader of a team, and you had a decision to make at the end of your freshman year. Stay and continue to grind out. You took your red shirt, so you still have four years eligibility, or enter the transfer portal with the numbers you do have, the help you now have from new coaching staff, and maybe take a different route instead of the Division two level. You're looking maybe JUCO and trying, trying to extend forward. So I guess what's your mindset and plan moving forward following your, your conclusion of the freshman year at St. Leo?
1: Yeah, so my freshman year at St. Leo, like I had a great experience with all the guys. I mean, again, like I was obvious, I was humbled going in there because, I mean, I had guys at, at the D2 level, they're having the, their COVID year, their shirt year, their med-red year. So all that, it's just like uh, I was just very humbled to um, see that. I'm sitting the bench, and I was just like, okay. And, again, that's when I started learning the game or learning from those guys that were playing in front of me. Um, Yo-Yo, uh, he's playing the draft league. Uh, Buck Anderson, he's also playing the draft league. Uh, Cooper Miles, he came from Wallbash Valley. So, I mean, a bunch of great guys. So, um, And they've produced MLB players before. It's funny enough,
0: they had a second baseman before you named zach scott yeah you yeah, remember that yeah and that was another thing at jw mitchell when i went to coach that zach scott got drafted to the seattle mariners um and you can look him up i used to have short hair and i i have it again now so kind of looking like that again but when i had my goatee we kind of looked alike yeah, so yeah. a lot of the guys on jw mitchell the school that zach played at before st leo of uh, the high school they thought i that was me that got drafted because we have the same name yeah. but not but yeah a school that can produce so sorry back to Where where you were going as far as end of the season coming along and and possible transfer portal?
1: Yeah, so I came to a conclusion that I mean my possibilities of getting drafted are slim. Like I know I know we're like I I wouldn't say that I have zero chance, but it's very slim. And especially knowing that St. Leo has those guys that have a few more years in front of me that are playing the infield, and it's like. I could probably I mean yeah I could play the outfield but there's also so many guys in the outfield. So I I made that uh consider like I considered that and I talked to my family and we decided to make a choice that it was it was best to enter the portal. And so what my thought process was in that was look like I want to make an impact now. And I'm not saying that I should be playing over those guys. Like those guys are great like but you want to be somewhere that you can plug and play how yeah, you did your yeah. freshman. You kind of want to be back in a role where you feel
0: useful, more useful for the team. And, you know, I think you are a person who is confident in your ability and guys, again, in college baseball, even if you don't believe you're going to the league, all baseball players at that level have to have a part of them. That's like, I could make it to that next level. And on top of that, a lot of these guys rely on those athletic scholarships to pay for their school. So you're helping your family out by playing sports, even if you don't go to the next level. What I was saying to Zach the other day, you can set yourself up through the JUCO level so well. You play well at the JUCO level, go to a D1, play a grad year, you end up getting all of your school paid for. And at the end of that time, you set yourself up. You could be a coach. You could be an assistant. You could work in sports broadcasting, communications, almost anything in the sports realm because of all the connections. you That resume. Made. So, and yeah. yeah I mean, that's unbelievable. Playing college baseball for that long is experience on its own because you're around those kinds of sports and those kinds of athletes every day, and you're making friends who are getting drafted, so you've mm. got people in all those places. So you're setting yourself up for success. So, all right, I think that's the right choice, moving JUCO. So. Now, where are we going? Are we trying to maybe think an area that has a friend or two or an area that has a place that, you know, you would plug and play?
1: So my thought process is, yeah, I, I want to play. Like I want to make an impact now on this team. Like I want to help them develop and make it to the top level. And obviously like, uh, I'm not going to just going in there and thinking that I'm that guy. I'm going to go in there, grind for a spot, but I'm going to have fun doing it. Like that's, that's my thing like if i'm not having fun then maybe that's not it but if when i'm having fun that that's me you know so my my thing is right now i'm most likely going to stay home but obviously i i entered the you portal stay home
0: is in like phsc
1: yeah yeah around, around there so um i entered the portal 3 days ago so i'll probably be in there for a few weeks maybe a month and see see what i get and if if not then i'll probably roll around the phsc and i mean I've already talked to the the coach and I have a few guys that actually went to Mitchell. I have uh, Nick Don Negro, Vance Celebrity. So I have all those guys there too. So again, like that kind of, that I have that brotherhood with those guys. So maybe it makes me feel like home again and And, kind of feel like that high school feel again.
0: And I think that that is the best choice for you moving forward. I think PHSC, again, I got to do the sports broadcasting for FSW, which is in the same league as, Pasco Hernando, uh, another junior college, at the Division I JUCO level. And a lot of people don't realize that JUCO, especially for the COVID year kids, is the best route to go as far as baseball and almost all sports go because it's so competitive. I mean, seeing FSU or FSW play, these guys were still throwing 94, 95. I saw guys out of the pen who could twirl the rock in our draft prospects. And there were multiple games where I'd see scouts fill the stands. And as soon as that pitcher leaves the mound or a certain batter's had a few at-bats, that clou- crowd clears and they're gone. So it is a recruiting hub. It is a MLB draft prospect hub, and it is a place to be seen and feel comfortable and still play such a competitive level of baseball, especially yeah. in a place where you're comfortable.
1: Exactly. And like I've seen it before, I went, I went to a few games to, to see my friends and obviously uh, Jace Troutner, he's in the, at uh, Indian Indian, River.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, got to see him play earlier this year as well.
1: Yeah. He played FSW. So, I I mean, uh, he, he's a great player. So he would tell me that when this one pitcher pitch, he's going to FSU. uh, I don't remember his name, but he said uh, the, the stands were packed with uh, just a bunch of scouts. And uh, like people think Juco, yeah, it's, it's a two year, maybe just go to a four year, get your school done. I mean, Juco is a grind. I mean, Kids come out of there like massive. They go to the gym. They get their work done at the field. Uh, they're they're focused. Like they grind for a spot. They, they don't like things given to them. They they grind for it. And that's what I like to see. It's, it's, it's the it's grind. A, it's a good environment there. Well, we are running out of time. And it was nice being
0: able to sit down and chat with Zach about his future and past with baseball. And I think he's got a, a lot ahead of him going forward And not just think I know that he's got a lot ahead of him going forward. And I think ultimately this is the right decision for him. And it was really nice talking to you about baseball and being able to catch up, just having a regular conversation. Like we always do.
1: It was great to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you joining us and uh, I look forward to being able to see how your baseball future continues to go forward. So make sure to follow along with Pasco Hernando. If that's where he ultimately decides to commit, I will give you guys an update in a future episode when I do figure out ultimately, but, Look forward to next week's episode of The Zach Scott Show, Episode 5. I'm looking to bring on a few more athletes. I'll leave that one up in the air for right now. But, again, thanks for tuning in to Episode 4 of The Zach Scott Show where I sat down alongside St. Leo and future PHSC more than likely second baseman Zach Crawford. Again, thanks for joining us. Of
1: course. Thank you.
0: We'll see you guys next week.